Hello and welcome back to another exciting edition of Ghoul Talk. Ghoul Talk. It's me, Daniel. And me, Lindsay. Hey, what are you doing welcome here? Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, can you believe it's already practically mid-November? Good gravy. I, you know, I really can't. This year's just flown by. That wind is blowing. It's getting so chilly. I can hear it in the background still. Mm-hmm. From the theme song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice and, nice yeah. subtle callback. Yeah. You know, the mm-hmm. old Turk Turk Day, uh Turkey mm-hmm. Days Gobble up. gobble. Gobbledygook. Yeah. Uh uh-huh. hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Um I know I should Well sure they did. they wouldn't have had Thanksgiving yet. I mean Halloween. God damn. <laughs> All these holidays <laughs> I get so confused. I know. It feels great. Uh, yeah. Uh back Halloween to back. God. another another good one in the bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the best best time but you know thanksgiving's okay too who doesn't like a gluttonous holiday that is meaningless yeah i'll be happy to get over the fall and winter holidays uh and so i can start really focusing on mom's day coming up right around the bend oh sure yeah i gotta uh, prep for that yeah gotta prep uh, yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah uh how are yeah. you did, did you know did you know that sometimes my birthday is on thanksgiving and it is it like kind of sucks Wait, your birthday's in November? Damn. God. <laughs> oh, man. That's embarrassing. Uh, Cards I mean, in the I mail. I know we're not friends. <laughs> no. I know we're not friends, but like... Yeah, we just work together. We're not sworn enemies. We just work together. Shouldn't you know? Do you not know about your coworkers' birthdays? I don't think it's relevant to the podcast, so I, you know, I don't, uh, I don't take up space in my brain with that kind of trivial information. I'm sorry. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right, good hey, to look, know. at least I'm honest about it. You know, all your other so-called friends, they probably just remember your birthday because they have Facebook, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, just ruined your life, didn't <sighs> you? Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> Took you down a notch. Great. Yep. Yeah, I don't even have Facebook. Well, you know. So at least you know if I do remember your birthday, it's like really meaningful. Oh, wow. Yeah. You should really be cool. feel really special if I remember your birthday. Uh-huh. Well, you know, one of the best birthdays I had was actually on Thanksgiving, even though it sucks sometimes when it's on Thanksgiving. Not this year, by the way. Right, um, right. Good to know. But my, my uh, when we'd go to my grandparents' house, we'd, you know, go every other to either or sure. grandparents' house. The old and, switcheroo. Yeah. And my sister's birthday is like two weeks after mine. Ah. But when we'd go there for Thanksgiving, they would only... Uh no, <laughs> is that what that means? Three years. Nope. As an Irish time. person, I'm extremely offended by. Ooh, your, um, really stepped in it. No, no, that's like 18 months difference I because Irish people have too means. many kids and they don't I use contraception. Understand? Literally concept. zero of them use contraception. So like all Irish kids are all 18 months apart. That's right. Yeah. So it's a fact. Look it up, people. <laughs> yeah google it yeah uh, anyway so they would always celebrate my birthday but not celebrate my sister's because they knew burn. mine was around thanksgiving yeah it's a real but one year my grandmother um decided to get a cake for my birthday and she got a cake that looked like a cooked turkey mm. and it had like airbrush paint and stuff on it it was pretty cool <laughs> that's amazing google that and see what it looks that's like that's amazing <laughs> 
Was it just like it fondant? Really like or fond? How do you? However no, you say that? no, it wasn't even. No, no, it was like a grocery store store bought cake. So it didn't have my name on it or anything. So it wasn't it was like just a three D that... cooked turkey. No, it was. It was oh. a three D cooked turkey. Yeah. <sighs> so it was like, imagine what a hot cooked turkey diggity. looks like. It's <laughs> a good looking cake. But then cake. it's cake. Sure. <laughs> yeah. The airbrush. You're expecting the airbrush savory, but you get sweet. Was, it was amazing. I mean, it wasn't that realistic. <laughs> it was just like they put some. Resembled. They put some bones in there just for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a wishbone. I won because my sister. We wasn't celebrating her birthday because she didn't have one, according to Meg's family. So that's tough. Yeah, you get any giblets in that cake? <laughs> uh, yeah. What is? Never mind. I don't want to know what a giblet is. Let's move on. Um, but enough okay. about Thanksgiving. Let's talk about something mm. terrifying, Lindsay. Um, Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Any? I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Rules and notes. News and notes. Nope. Didn't work. Mm. <laughs> oh, you know, it's close though. I liked that. Thank you. Thank Use you. Notes, schools and notes. Very good. Very good. Uh, you know, I don't. No good scary Thanksgiving movies that we can recommend to people, huh? Mm. No, guess not. Well, you know, they should. I, you know what, Daniel? I don't think there is a Thanksgiving horror movie that's ever been made. Yeah. That would be a good one. Get on it, Adam Scott. You know, you made Krampus. Can't you make, uh, mm. I don't know, yeah, zombie like turkeys? Turkey, turkey, turkey head man or Ooh. something, you know? Ch- I'm chilled to the bone just I, considering it <laughs> chilled to the wishbone god turkeys are disgusting to look at have you ever seen a live turkey just yes with its nasty little neck scrotum thing ball sack hanging oh down god yeah. they're gross i mean yeah. look i don't want to go into a whole thing but who's the guy that looked at a turkey and decided i want to eat this thing with a scrotum on its beak oh my god. <laughs> uh, uh probably because when they were first Hunted. They were probably some of the only game around, you know. The only game in town, baby. Don't hate the and player. And turkey tastes fucking good. So, yeah, well, I mean, not to not enjoy that, that scrot like, meat eater <laughs> proponent, whatever. I really, um, you know, should get back to being a vegetarian and eh, fuck it. Working working on mostly veg, mostly vegan. But when I do eat meat, it does. The turkey does taste. Wait delicious. a minute. It's one of the one of Is the better this ones. A Dosaki's advertisement. Oh my god! Yes, yet again. Did you guys know that I write for Dosakis? That's amazing. I like. I kind of just test the material on this podcast, and then yeah, see if it know, gets past me. It. Yeah, but yeah, I'm it's mostly like for ghost jokes, and they're telling me I'm not like I need to cool it on the ghost jokes, and I'm like, oh, nah, you jokes. know, there's gonna be one that really sticks, and you guys are gonna want to pay a lot of money for it, so I'm just gonna keep going down this path. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah, ghosts are lucrative, you know? Oh, for sure. Look at us. We're millionaires. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I don't like anyway, to talk about it on air. But... Uh, this, this podcast brought to you by Dos Equis. I wish. Someday. Do you have any ghouls and notes? No, I don't have anything. Uh, <laughs> wow. The, the well is riveting. Is <laughs> this yeah. is a riveting listening. Well, you know, okay. look. We are Here saving we it up for where it really counts. You know, I can't be mm-hmm. held responsible for what ghosts do and don't appear in my news feed. You know, and now that True. Google Reader has been gone for several years, I don't even know how to hear about stuff like this anymore. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they I guess, don't have Google Alerts anymore either. I don't know. I don't even know how to open an email. Oh. 
I don't know how I'm recording this podcast right now. I just sort of cross my fingers. You turn your internet on and let it dial up. Flip that big switch. And then then you log into CenturyTel.net. What is that? And you type in your your email address. It's your, it's a a really like. Back in the Midwest, back in the day. Mm -hmm. Really? What? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm talking about right now. You want to check an email? I'm telling you how to check an email. Step by step instructions. Thank you. It's like you Googled it, but I'm right here. I'm a human and I can tell you. My email is Danny Legs. (laughs) <laughs> at yahoo.biz Ooh, those legs you guys don't even know oh yeah you want to see legs that don't stop well they use me in a lot Danny, of um, danny's got them like advertisements where it's supposed to be women's legs and stuff like that mm-hmm. that's me mm-hmm. like like all those mm-hmm. nair ads and like oh lady, yeah lady razors that's always me well that's how you made your fortune that's right that's how mm-hmm. i pay for this glorious podcast to be legs made. pantyhose oh boy ZZ top advertisements yeah ZZ top <laughs> well, it's funny. Remember, remember I don't know how to have... use them. Yeah. Oh, you can't walk. No, I, I mean I can that. do that, but mm. yeah, not in well, the, that's really, in the that's suggestive really what way. For. Oh, I don't, I don't think that's <laughs> what they were talking about. Is oh. it? I think I, I don't know. We have to go back to the original tape. I'll, I'll drop it. In. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to check that out. Uh, no, remember when ZZ Top. They use that song four legs pantyhose no that's i don't think i've heard the real version of legs of zz top's version of it because i can only remember the lyrics they used oh it had different lyrics mm-hmm. uh, god bless those guys they're a good time <laughs> i think like very well, talented they just, musicians but they're just I'm ridiculous sure. yeah. you know yeah well anyway legs uh you know sheer energy <laughs> legs forget it this <laughs> is what just, i remember uh, they had a couple of different kinds and you know i still wear legs pantyhose because they're four dollars and if you play your cards right and are careful you don't get runs in those wow the runs or runs in actual <laughs> pantyhose <laughs> is that how they market them you're not going to get the runs yeah. if you wear these yeah well it just contains the runs and oh, if you do get them god <laughs> scatological humor doesn't everybody like it it's come on Lindsay, this isn't fun. that kind of show okay oh, you're right you're right all right all right this is a ghost sorry. podcast i'm so sorry shall we shall we shall we ghost we shall ghost yeah the one we have for you tonight is my personal favorite of Daniel's um, backlog of scary shit that's happened to him. It's a real backhanded compliment, Lindsay. Uh, yeah. To really don't yeah. care for the other ones, eh? No, they're all great. But this one, this one's my favorite, my personal favorite. That's kind to say. Spooky, spooky stuff. Hmm. Yes. Mm. So we have that one for you. I won't give you much. Uh, yeah. No spoilers. Much input. No spoilers. Um, cause you'll elaborate on all of the backstory and everything to it during when you tell it. And then, uh, we have another one from one of my friends in Ohio who oh, used hi. to work. Oh, oh, he, uh, no lo- <laughs> Oh yeah. I'm really proud of that who, one. Uh, really good. He used to work at a, um, a set of hardware stores. There were a couple of, it's like a branch, a couple branches of hardware stores mm-hmm. in Ohio that um, one in particular had very uh, spooky things happen. 
unexplainable. Mm. One might say ghostly. It's debatable. So, I don't know. Yeah, they don't know. Yeah. One might say one might, that was yeah, the case. Certainly one might. I, look, but I don't they might also be wrong. Anything, so. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Alleged, hey, you always allegedly, gotta allegedly. 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 Correct. Oh, good save. Good save. Correct. Yeah, very good. So yeah, why don't we just uh jump let right them in? Have it. Great. Your prayer to be spooked. Play the theme. I love a good ghost story as much as the next fellow. And we're back, and it's time for our ghost story segment of the show. And uh, I have a little tale for you all today called The Red-Haired Boy. So much like the convent, the house that I grew up in was also a site of several spooky sightings in my youth. I know it sounds ridiculous, but, you know, like that I saw these ghosts and stuff, but... Hear me out. Um, So this house, as I was always told, uh, my father purchased it from his uncle's estate after his uncle died. And this worked out really well for him, uh, for my dad financially, because he got a pretty good deal in the house. And, you know, that's pretty cool or whatever. Unfortunately, based on what I was told by my parents, both this uncle and his wife, Aunt Marietta, actually had died in the house. Mm. You know, of old age, as far as I know, nothing sinister. Um, But Aunt Marietta really didn't like children. Um, so when we were young, like when we were children, my brother and I, and we'd see something strange and tell my parents about it, my mother would just kind of casually explain that it was probably just Aunt Marietta because she never liked children. Uh, and my brother and I would see a lot of strange stuff. So it, it came up pretty often. Like I heard that a lot growing up. Uh, so one place where I would frequently see things in the house was the attic. Um, the attic was unfinished when my parents moved into the house in the early 80s, and my father had built it out into a finished space that was just divided into two rooms, uh, separated by the stairs uh, from the main floor. So you'd walk up, and you know, to your right, um, there would be a functional family room where the TV, couch, and fireplace were. And to the left, there was a room with my father's drafting table, a computer desk, and this very large loom, like for weaving, like a loom, uh, that belonged to my mother. My brother and I would play up in the attic frequently because we had a really small shared bedroom uh, and also because there was a TV up there and that TV had our Nintendo Entertainment System hooked up to it. Um, So it wasn't like all about NES and TV. Like we'd also go up there and like build things out of blocks and like really spread out on the, you know, the floor space that wasn't available to us in our bedrooms. Um, So we'd go up there and play with action figures. And sometimes, as I'm sure is normal with most siblings, we wanted to play separately. So one of us would kind of stay on one side and the other would go to the other side. Um, I'm not sure exactly when it began, but for several years I started seeing things on the left side of the attic, behind the giant loom. Once, for example, I swear that I saw what very much looked like E.T., uh, from the movie E.T., when he was sickly and white. You know, that scene where the, it's like a mm-hmm. bunch of dudes in space shoots come over and they fumigate the house or whatever, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, granted, that scene really scared me as a kid, so it can you can pretty easily explain me thinking that I saw that as just the overactive imagination of a child who'd recently seen the movie and found that scene upsetting. Um, but it didn't make it any less scary as a kid to see that in front of me. But, you know, that's probably all it was. Um, but so there were other times when, uh, like, I would see... So this makes it sound even more ridiculous, but I swear that I one time saw 
what can only be accurately and properly described as Gozerian terror dogs, which are the two uh, quote-unquote dogs that Lewis and Dana turn into in Ghostbusters. Um, mm. And I didn't see them. I, I, it was like just one at a time. Like I never saw them together. Um, which is kind of the same as how they approached Dana and Lewis separately in the film. Were they huge or little? Um, they were. They weren't like the size they would have been in the movie because that wouldn't have fit behind the loom. But <laughs> right. it was like the size of like a medium-sized dog. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe like like a like a golden retriever or something. Like yeah, yeah, you know, like so pretty big, like for mm-hmm. a kid. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, and again, like that's. I was probably afraid of them. Although I don't remember ever being like super scared of Ghostbusters. Like I liked that movie, but Mm -hmm. you know, I I could have just been imagining them too. But at the same time, maybe it was something else. Like maybe, maybe this thing behind the loom was, uh, so in Harry Potter, (laughs) they call these kind of like spirits or demons, like a boggart, which has its roots in English folklore. uh, But it's not exactly the same thing. I don't think. And so in in Harry Potter, that's defined as like, it's a spirit that you, nobody knows what it looks like because when you see it, it takes the form of whatever you're most afraid of at the time. And I thought that was kind of interesting because it makes a lot of sense. I'd never heard of this term until yesterday. And actually it was my brother, a hat tip to him who who pointed out that like, oh, that's, you know, if you wanted to talk about seeing those things in the context of this, like, did you ever think about that? And I was like, oh, no, like I just, you know, rationalized it away. And that's probably the truth, but. It's interesting because I, I I like saw other stuff there too. Those are the two most vivid memories I have besides this third one that I'm getting to, which is the main part of the story. But I just thought that was very interesting, the idea that maybe there was something there. Maybe it was Aunt Marietta or someone else that she, you know, brought back with her uh and and they just were trying to fuck with you, so they looked like whatever you they knew you were afraid of, you know? And I think that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I was a kid, so who knows? Um and maybe those two examples are kind of more easy to explain away, but less easy to explain uh, was a boy who I would see back there sometimes. Um, he never spoke to me and seemed really shy. Um, he had shaggy red hair and wore blue overalls with a horizontally striped shirt underneath. I think it was black and white stripes or dark, dark blue and white stripes. Uh, it was always the same outfit. And he was always peeking out from behind the loom in the shadows. And, uh, it was really weird because I'd never met, like, you know, I never knew a kid with red hair until a couple years later, uh, in elementary school. And so like seeing someone with red hair was kind of a weird thing because that's not, it's not like, oh yeah, it's an imaginary friend and it looks like an amalgamation of people you've seen in your real life or whatever. Um, it was like this very specific, the way he looked, um, And so anyway, I would just see him sometimes. I never told anybody about him, and he never bothered me. Like, I would play over there and see him kind of looking, but that was the extent of it. And at a certain age, I stopped seeing him back there. I don't exactly remember when, um, but, you know, it wasn't something that I thought about or or talked about after I was, like, a pretty little kid, like, probably after 10 or something like that. Um, But it's interesting because years later, um, I had a conversation with my brother we were both nearing, I think we were both still in college at that point or uh, roughly around that age. Like we were kind of adults, immature adults at that point. Um, and we were at my mother's cousin's house for an extended family event. Like lots of people were there. And after dinner, we were talking to my mother's other cousin, uh, Eric about the paranormal, like just kind of in general. 
And he described to us an event where he lost kind of several hours uh, in the span of a second, like it, like in a flash, like he looked at his watch and it was like an hour or two later or something. Like in uh, the X-Files? Yeah, like he was talking about that it happened. in the context of aliens kind of. <laughs> And we were like, oh, weird. Like, that's really crazy. And he was like, I know it sounds insane. Like, I'm a really rational guy. But, like, it was me and a group of friends. And we were, like, we snuck upstairs or whatever to smoke cigarettes. And it just happened. And it wasn't, like, dr- like weren't they weren't on drugs. Like, you know, and nicotine does not make you lose two hours of your time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, you don't trip on nicotine. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, and we were like, yeah, no, dude, that's crazy. And so we were kind of like, yeah, no, I mean, it always sounds crazy when you tell someone a story like that. Um, And so my brother started telling him about weird things that he had experienced. And a few minutes into the conversation, like I was kind of involved, but kind of not. But my ears perked up um, because my brother started telling Eric about a red haired boy that he used to play with in the attic, his imaginary friend who lived behind the loom. And I was immediately covered with goosebumps. Uh, Like my memories just flooded back. And I interjected kind of incredulously at first, unsure of how my brother could be co-opting my, you know, creepy imaginary friend story. (laughs) Uh, And as we talked, we realized that even though we'd never talked to each other about the red-haired boy before, and neither one of us ever knew that the other one had seen him, uh, you know, like we, we would say like, you know, like, well, what did he look like? And so I would write something down and he would, and then we would like flip over the paper and it's like, oh, he had red hair and he had suspenders or not suspenders, uh, overalls, you know, like, uh, like kind of like Oshkosh overalls or whatever. And we had all these very specific details. Um, and so, yeah, it left me feeling pretty shaken, um, to know that. And we talked about it and we talked about this conversation actually led to us talking about a number of other things. Um, and my brother actually claims to have played with the red-haired boy and noted that like they would play together and have fun, but that the boy, uh, as he said, that creepy kid never talked. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's just it's just interesting. Like it's very, <laughs> like you know, nothing ever happened to us and we were fine. But the the feeling that you get after you know ten or fifteen years or twenty years, who knows how? Like I don't remember how old we were when we had this conversation either. Um, but like, just knowing that I didn't, you know, maybe I imagined the ET and the Ghostbusters dogs, but I don't think I imagined that little boy. And if we both imagined that same little boy, that is a very strange coincidence. Um, so yeah. Boo. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> what did your brother and the red haired boy play? What did uh, they do? I think it was mostly sex stuff, you know, <laughs> jerking each other off. You know? <laughs> the little boy didn't have to talk. Yeah, he didn't have to say a word. No, I don't know. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't ask him. I assume it was like action figures, like Teenage mm-hmm. Mutant Ninja Turtles, or maybe the Ghostbusters Firehouse playset. I don't know. Yeah. Which man, wouldn't that be ironic if you played with a Ghostbusters toy with a ghost? Well, you know what I thought. Yes, that would be. You know, they should do that in Ghostbusters 3. That's the plot. I think that's actually what they're going to do in it. Like a big loom. and Dude, looms are scary. Um, Yeah. I don't know Uh, why, but they... And it was a really big loom. Yeah, right. Yeah, actually, yeah, I've seen those. They're huge and they obscure. I mean, if there's a little little red haired demon living in your loom, he can hide in there. No problem. And I I actually did a... um, a pretty piss poor, but like, I think it's still pretty spooky. Uh, just like a quick pencil and Photoshop drawing mm-hmm. of the red haired boy. And that we'll have that up on the blog. 
uh, yeah. this week with with the ghost story. So yeah. um, I didn't draw the loom exactly right, but it kind of gives you a sense of the just proportions, the proportions of like the loom yeah. and the kid and the you know. Yeah. And also, the boys, yeah. oh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say one other thing, which I should have mentioned in my story, uh, the way I wrote it out. But so behind the loom on all, like every, so there were two sides of the attic and on every side, but one of them, there was a crawl space. So if you went to the left and then you went behind the loom, there was a little door, maybe three feet tall. And that went into the crawl space, like under the roof. So like there, it would be, it was the real attic, like what was left of the unfinished attic. And you would just have the, the, um, the you know rafters and and the beams for the floor and stuff and mm -hmm. we would st store stuff in there and so there was a door on each side of that side of the attic so there was one behind the loom and then there was one on the other side near my dad's drafting table and then there was one on the other side behind the couch um and so we would like open up and look in there a lot and like well anyway that's a different story but but so the boy like i don't know i i remember thinking like maybe he lived in the in the oh. roof somewhere and like would come out and then hide out behind the loom when he knew we were there. I don't know. Oh, oh that's like a total new dimension to that story <laughs> that he was like just around. Like, yeah. Living. Like he could have been there all the time. I don't know. He might still be there. Yeah. Your parent, do your parents still live in that house? They do. They do. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Yikes. Well, don't let play behind the loom by yourself, I guess. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> Although it would be no. a good experience for her, you know, probably. Sure. Yeah, I have a lot of cool. character now. So. What if he's grown up? What if uh. you go up there and he's an adult and he's trying to hide in the loom and he's too big? <laughs> um, oh, boy. Some good physical comedy. You know, I thought when you were telling that story and talking about the boggarts, which great point. I had never thought about that. Yeah. It's terrifying. Um, Like, did he look like Chucky? The kid? Yeah, like the no. yeah, the little boy looked like Chucky the doll. No, I don't think so. I can't okay. remember his face, but I don't think it ever looked like angry because that would have like scared me, and then I yeah. probably would have like been like, "Mom," you know, like yeah, <laughs> like I told my yeah. mom about some of the stuff I saw back there. I remember yeah. one time, and this isn't good enough to be its own story, but I remember one time opening the door to the crawl space, and there, I swear to God, there was like slime, like a like a translucent, like kind of slimy. It wasn't a lot of it, but it was just on the door. And again, like I was a kid that grew up watching Ghostbusters, so to me, it was yeah. like, oh, that that's like ectoplasm or whatever, like in the library. Oh, and yeah. I told my mom, I like kind of got freaked out, but I think I was almost more excited because I fucking loved yeah. Ghostbusters. And yeah. I was like, mom, mom, and like I went downstairs and got her and dragged her back up there, and it wasn't there anymore. Mm -hmm. And I had like seen that shit, you know, like, so I don't know. Yeah. I have a, a later on, um, not today, but we can tell the story about the one woman who had a bunch of things happen to her and ectoplasm plays into it, which is, that is a whole other dimension of like hard to believe, you know? Right. Yeah. But I mean, you know what you experienced. It's ugh, yeah. I'm not saying it's hard for me to believe you or to believe her. It's just like the, um, the concept of it in general. Right, is, right. Yeah. Yeah, they're actually being like a physical right. presence there, like a right. residue or whatever. Right. So, okay, so after you and your brother talked about this, did you guys ever go back up and look, like look into the little crawl space, just hang out in the attic by yourselves to kind of see if anything would come back? Uh, No, you know, and I, so here comes the part, of the, here comes the, part of the show where I... Uh, 
admit that I lived at home with my parents until I was like 22. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I lived there for, <laughs> I, I, I was living there at the time. And we were there, I mean, e- even as adults, like we would continue to kind of experience some strange stuff there. Like there was a time where I was home alone during the summer in the middle of the day, like I, the child center was closed or something. And I was like probably 16 at least, like I might've been older than that. Um, and you know, like I, I, I could have sworn someone was in the house kind of thing. Like that's how noisy it would get. And I was in the attic a lot because that was the main TV. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think like, and I mean, I've probably been in the crawl space looking for Christmas decorations or like, I know that we used to keep our old records in there. So we had like the Fraggle Rock, like vinyl, Mm -hmm. like, and a couple like Puff the Magic Dragon and shit like that. And I, Mm -hmm. so not probably not in the last 10 years, um, but you know, yeah, when I was there, I was still going back there and it didn't, I would always remember, like, I would kind of think about it from time to time. Not always, but but from time to time, like when I'd be over there, I'd think about it, but yeah, nah. Man. But the I mean, rest of the house. It's almost like you don't want to because yeah. it's such a crystallized childhood memory. Like, oh, yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. And I'm you actually, could actually... Go ahead. Oh, no. I was going to say, I'm actually kind of happy to have illustrated it, too, like that, yeah. that stupid drawing. I hadn't like, thought of it looking like that, so yeah. it's good. Yeah. It's good for me to have your visual. You yeah. Know? I wish I were, like, better <laughs> at art. Like No, uh, it's... You know, it's, like... It's spooky. You guys but, will love it. It's... Yeah. It captures it, I think. Yeah. Captures Oof. it like a ghost in a ghost trap. Yeah. Boom. And Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yes. That's that's a good one. I think actually we, we could talk about this another time, but that would be a, a really interesting screenplay, I would think. Yeah. Especially if he grew up and then it, it turned into like uh, Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like yeah, he yeah. grew up and couldn't fit behind the loom. I like that visual. It makes it less <laughs> scary. <laughs> anyway great one i love that one thank you yeah it's fantastic my pleasure cool well (laughs) i'll dive into mine uh i have not been fortunate or unfortunate as daniel has in experiencing anything ever um maybe i'm not sensitive enough i don't know uh, blocking the ghost vibes, but I do have several friends who've had interesting experiences here and there. Um, and when we, you know, told our friends we were doing this, we got some good stories back. So this one, um, it's about hauntings at hardware stores. So he wrote it out really well. So I'm going to read it. Sorry for people who like the kind of riffing, but I don't want to miss the details because he hit it pretty well. So Hardware hauntings. We have a hardware store located in a former grain mill built in the 1800s. Eventually, the grain mill became a hardware slash funeral home. What a pairing, right? I guess if you needed a shovel. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's his joke. (laughs) Just give that one to him. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The former owners kept everything. The store was filled with old goods that had no modern day usage. Um, it also has still floor to ceiling bins with wooden ladder racks that move back and forth to get to the higher bins that they still use, which I think is really cool. Kind of a neat visual. Um, so they use the first floor for the store, but then the private upper floors are like chock full of modern merchandise and this old stuff kind of like, um, that, you know, no one can use and they can't sell. 
we don't heat the upstairs, so all the paint is peeling, the wallpaper is peeling, there's water damage, and Brooklyn, broken plaster is prevalent. Everything, it kind of looks pretty crazy up there. As, as anyone who's toured an old building with floors like that kind of know what it looks like. It's automatically sort of spooky to have everything peeling and in disarray. Um, in the third floor, the top floor, it's no better. It's strewn with pigeon feathers and huge piles of wooden drawers for the downstairs and, like, ancient bug bombs that are probably loaded with illegal chemicals. And, oh you know, just kind of like a disaster area, put it that way. My take, not his. Um, but no one goes up there, so it's fine. It's all, like, up to code, just, uh, you know, how you'd have a storage space, I guess. <clears throat> so recently... I'm just going to read it from third person because it sounds weird as how, how I was reading it. Recently, he was working on reorganizing um, the stovepipe in a room in the upper floors. Um, apparently, it's extremely quiet in the upstairs with two sets of steep, creaky stairways as the only methods of access. I'm guessing probably one was maybe like, you know, a servant's staircase or like a back area staircase. One was the main one. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had to leave the room to do something and you know he, he walked out into the hallway and you know how when you walk kind of in the hallway you might like just sort of look down the hallway just absentmindedly yeah well, that's what he did the door at the end of the hall had like a glass panel not a transom window but like a glass panel and the actual door okay and as he looked down the hall in that direction he saw somebody on the other side of the glass walk in the opposite direction of the way he had been walking right there was no way it was his reflection since he was walking right and the person was walking left. Mm-hmm. He said he began laughing because he knew what he had just experienced, but of course had to make sure there wasn't someone upstairs. He hadn't heard the stairs creaking or anything like that. Just the shadow of someone walking. And he checked and there wasn't anyone in the room on the other side of the glass door. So that was at one of their locations. Um, at another location, um, it's kind of known among the longtime employees that there are ghosts around the store. Like, mm. you know, managers will, it sounds like a kind of a poltergeisty situation yeah. where managers sometimes come, come into rooms and their brooms have been knocked off the racks onto the floor, that sort of thing. So, um, state sweeping. Yeah, know. man. They also like, like messing you up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so at that store, they use, like, a bathroom trash can under the counter since it's small and it fits easily under the shelf. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. So one day, he was buying merchandise, and while he was making his purchase, he and his two other coworkers saw one of the trash cans fall out from under the counter, but it didn't just land on its side. It, like, tipped all the way up onto the top like it had been pushed mm-hmm. that way. It hadn't been sticking out. It hadn't been leaning on anything. It just, like, popped out, flipped over, and landed. Nice. Yeah. So that's... Those are his experiences so far. Um, He's not somebody that... I mean, again, it's sort of a throwaway line, but this kind of stuff doesn't really happen to him that often. So, like, it hasn't happened to him before he started working at these hardware stores. So, spooky stuff. Oh, man. Good times. Those are some classic tales, Lindsay. Truly classic tales. Classic tales. tales. So next time you go to your parents' house, would you consider going up, checking that out? Tempting. I don't know. Tempting fate. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I also want to apologize (laughs) because I realized Uh, that in the middle of the red-haired boy, I really ruined the tension because... 
I was trying to talk about spacesuits, and I said space shoots. And I'm sorry. I'm not going to edit it. I'm not going to edit it. And that other thing I said, the, the sex stuff line, that was just a poorly thought out joke. I don't know what they played. And I'm not going to find out. But oh, maybe no, I that, will. That was good. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't apologize for that. I think all. it really broke the tension. I think people would have been yeah, too scared we're otherwise. So, scared. so I was doing so a scared. public service. So scared. Um, Look, yeah. it's my personal favorite. That's fucking scary. Yeah. Should I take a picture of out. that side of the attic next time I'm there? <sighs> and then I like mean, run yeah. it through Photoshop, black and white filter, add some spooky lightning clouds maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, what I don't understand is why he played with your brother, but he didn't play with you. I don't know. I guess I wasn't into the weird, you know, sex stuff. Sex stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe I just wasn't cool enough or, uh, maybe, maybe I was too cool, brother, like, too cool and why? intimidating. Like he probably saw mm-hmm. me and he was like, man, that kid's so fucking cool. That could, there's no way he would me. play, never play with me. Oh my God. What yeah. a cool kid. Can't so, wait for the other one to come back here. That's right. I won't feel so intimidated. That mm. dud. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love the word dud. Oh, God, it's good. <laughs> yeah, dud's good. It's so so good. is it still set up that way with the loom and everything? Oh, uh, the, the loom is, uh, now the loom's long gone, but uh, okay. there's kind of like a pile where the loom used to be of uh, hmm. miscellaneous Maybe stuff. the little boy was attached to the loom. Maybe. And he's gone like too. a haunted loom. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your mom or dad, they've never seen him? Uh, hmm. I, I mean, not that I know of, but that would be an interesting Ooh. question to ask. Uh-huh. Yeah. I had a um, thing last year where I interviewed them both around Thanksgiving, uh, mm-hmm. and that was pretty good. I got some tales from my mom for that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do that again. Yeah. We'll be sharing those tales with you guys sometime. It's great sometime to- Sometime soon. Uh, you know, because if I can turn uh, any kind of family or human interaction generally into an interview for the podcast, then I really feel like yeah. I'm getting my my <laughs> the value out of it. It's not worth yeah, talking I mean, to people interact? otherwise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. You just want you the understand. stories. You don't. Yes. I, yeah. I don't interact with people unless I have my tape recorder on, because why would I want to miss that? You and know. Sp- speaking of. You know, mm. please do if you guys have any stories or topics or whatever, mm-hmm. anything, uh, ideas, mm-hmm. thoughts, things we should look into, spooky places mm-hmm. you'd like to learn more about, but don't feel oh, like yeah. Googling for yourself. Shoot us an email, mm-hmm. ghoultalkpod at gmail.com, all one word, no dots, no spaces, um, ghoultalkpod on Twitter. Uh, you can, of course, send us a voice memo, uh, capture the sound of your own voice, and mm. email it to us through modern technology. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Play that. It's pretty amazing uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Make sure you do it in a calm, uh, beautiful radio voice like this, and we'll be glad to play it on the air. Uh, here's our first caller. Caller, you're on the air. Oh boy. Anyone? No. That could be you. This is. It's just think of that as one of those billboards that you drive oh. by, and it mm-hmm. says, "Does advertising work?" You just read this. Yeah, I always think those are really one. effective. Good those one. are really clever yeah, and totally. effective. I mean, the sales increase is like a thousand percent. Oh my god! It's really, it's really amazing. I like those a you lot. You know, people get so stuck on online shit, and they're stuck to their little computers and everything. But it's iPad, those iPhone. I don't know anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> but it's really those analog billboards that get people to buy shit. And I like how think they antagonize. That, think about how wildly. 
wildly successful ambulance chaser law firms are. Oh my you know God. why? Billboards. If you Come have on. a phone. Wake up, sheeple. Wake up, sheeple. Um, <laughs> no, I love the billboards that are trying to sell ads to potential advertisers that are like, hey, uh-huh. you don't think advertisements work? Well, you just read this, you fucking dummy. And it's like, wow. <laughs> like, they're so <laughs> passively antagonistic to the very yeah. people they're marketing to. And it's like, you read it. So I guess you're an idiot for thinking well, <laughs> advertising doesn't work. Some people, some people were, you know, will be like, I'm not an idiot. I'll, t- I'll show them. I'm going to call them. I'm not stupid. Yeah. I wanted to do this all along. You know, I mean, it's genius. It's genius. You make people feel like shit and they'll buy whatever you want. Them. Yeah. Whatever you want them to. They like bad right? boys, you know. <laughs> yeah. They can't help themselves. <laughs> so true. Do they like the bad boys of advertising? Ghost, ghost story podcasts? I certainly that, hope Could so. that be us? It could mm-hmm. be us, but you playing. So I don't know. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> listener so anyway guys we've got uh more episodes coming up for you and unless we can stick with us check us back no this will never stop (laughs) this is the rest of Uh, our lives you signed the contract this is it yeah come back uh we'll get a juicy uh turkey out here for you on thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and uh see you then Mm -hmm. that sounds great Mm.